You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed when they beheld Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number two. Today we will be discussing Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 through 38, and chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. Before we begin our discussion, I will read this passage. At that time when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every infirmity. The names of the twelve apostles are these, first Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Labius called Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, charging them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. First of all, Father, would you explain the harvest and the laborers? Sure. Uh, It's common for the Bible to use metaphors, and that's what's going on in this case. Of course, Jesus lived in an agrarian society, so many of his examples and metaphors use imagery from uh, that type of society. Now, harvesters are people who are ripe to hear the teaching of God. That's what he's talking about in this passage. And the laborers are specifically here the apostles. We heard the names of them who he's going to send out, but also could be anyone after them who goes out or is sent out to preach God's message of reconciliation. Later in Matthew, Jesus will tell the parable of the seed, often referred to as the parable of the sower, and I'm sure, Jason, we can discuss at a later date why I use the parable of the seed as a better name for it. I'll be looking forward to that episode. And for those of you at home, uh, Jason is literally on the edge of his seat right now. But in any case... In that parable, Jesus continues this metaphor that he's using in our passage for today. Specifically, he talks about how the job of the laborers, again the apostles or any of us subsequently who have received the gospel message, is to go out and spread the seed, not worrying at all about the soil on which it falls. Because we know that although the seed won't always take root, it will take root where there is good soil, But that soil cannot produce on its own. It can only produce if someone sows the seed. So again, getting back to this passage today, Jesus is indicating the people are ripe to hear his message. He just needs laborers to go out and sow the message of his gospel. Why did Jesus send the apostles to the Jews only? The passage specifically says, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Yeah, that's a very good question, one that I actually get asked a lot 
uh, in dealing with not just this passage, but others like it in the New Testament. And of course, uh, later Jesus himself takes his message to the Samaritans, who were what we might call uh, Jewish heretics, uh, just accepting the first five books of Scripture. And also he takes his message, of course, to the Gentiles, the nations, all the non-Jews. But Jesus begins with the Jews because they were entrusted with the scriptures, or what we call the Old Testament. And again, I'm sure we'll probe this topic more in depth in future episodes, but the gist of it is this. Scripture begins with the creation of everything and everyone, in other words, of all nations. And God, we see in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, deals with all nations. And they all, of course, rebel against God and sin against him. Then beginning in Genesis 12 with Abraham, the biblical narrative focuses in on what became known as the Jews, and God deals with this group of people throughout the rest of Scripture. And even though he gives them very detailed explanations of his law, and he works miracles through them, they're just like the nations, they rebel and sin against him. And then ultimately, according to Scripture, especially if we read the prophets, this is why they were exiled from their land. When you say this is why they were exiled from their land, are you referring to the Babylonian exile? Yes, the, the prophets essentially say it was actually God himself working through the Babylonians who exiled Israel because they had been disobedient to his law. But also in the prophets, God promises to restore the people. He promises to offer them through his Messiah a second chance. What people often miss, though, is that God also promises that when he restores his people Israel, he will also then restore his people, the nations. He will essentially reconcile not only all people to himself, but all people to one another. And that's why the gospel message is not open to the Jews only, but also to the nations and those from the nations do not have to take a secondary or lesser seat at God's table. But this process of reconciliation and restoration comes first through the Jews and then to the nations. In other words, it's a mirror image of the beginning of the Bible. Jesus' message begins by going to the Jews and then ultimately overflows to the Samaritans and then the Gentiles. So my last question for today's episode deals with the, the closing passage where Christ says, you received without paying, give without pay. Would you explain this? Yeah, I'm glad that you use this translation because it's the one that we find in the books used in our church. It's, I don't believe it's something that our church translated, but we use this translation for whatever reason. And every translation, of course, has its issues, so I'm not trying to pick on this one specifically. But in this case, uh, it's a particularly bad translation uh, using the word pay. I think you'll see in many of the English translations, uh, the phrase is translated, freely you have received, freely give. And that is certainly a much better translation. But even that is not really the fullness of what the text is saying. What is the text getting at here then, Father? Well, sometimes translations just cannot do justice to the actual passage in the original Greek. The Greek word that's used here for freely is the same root word as the word gift. In our church, when we refer to communion as the holy gifts, in Greek, we're using that same root word that's used in this passage that was uh, unfortunately here translated as pay. So really what the passage is conveying, uh, to, get, to give it a deeper uh, sense to this 
uh, without translating it very strictly to the text, would be, you were given a gift, give a gift in return. So what Jesus is getting at here is that when we receive the message of God's grace, it's then incumbent upon us to spread that message of grace. We cannot just keep the gift to ourselves. That kind of relates to the discussion we had in our first podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, For those of you listening that heard our first podcast, you might remember that I said that the gospel is free of charge, but with a charge. Jesus saying here, this, uh, you were given a gift, uh, give a gift in return, or freely received, freely give, is just another way of saying that, that God has given you uh, his grace and his reconciliation out of his goodness. So you now must go and do the same with others. Thank you for your insights, Father. Today, Father Aaron explained the metaphor of the harvest and the laborers. The harvest being those people who are ripe to hear the message of Jesus, and the laborers being those who are needed to go out and sow the message of his gospel. He also examined the reason that Jesus begins his ministry with the Jews. In doing so, Christ fulfills the promise to restore his people. This in turn leads to the restoration not only of the Jews, but of all nations. And in his final point regarding the end of today's message, Father Aaron provided another translation that reads, You were given a gift. Give a gift in return. In other words, because we have received the message of God's grace, we have an obligation to give this gift to others in return. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to Thee, O God, O our God and our hope, glory to Thee.